In this week's episode, let's talk about how to keep your speech from sounding like a political ad. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 7 of Communication Junkie. My name is Steve Fuller, and I'm your host. This fall, I decided to do something a little different on this podcast. The entire season has a theme. I'm offering tips on public speaking, so by the end of the season, you should have all of the information you need to deliver an effective speech, whether in person or virtually. Last week, I discussed using evidence to support your points. This week, let's talk about reasoning fallacies. Reasoning fallacies happen when evidence goes wrong. In other words, it's when your evidence doesn't make any logical sense. As public speakers, it's important to eliminate reasoning fallacies from our speeches. And as citizens of planet Earth, it's important to recognize other people's reasoning fallacies in order to avoid being manipulated. In this episode, I'm going to discuss seven of the most common reasoning fallacies. First, ad hominem is when you make personal attacks. Calling someone a bad name is not a substitute for providing evidence. It feels like our political debates always devolve into calling the other side Nazis, evil, pedophiles, libtards, groomers, on and on. Name-calling is a sign that no one knows what the hell they're talking about anymore. If you can't discuss any actual evidence, you just hurl insults. And while ad hominem might rally your base, it doesn't help persuade your audience. Instead of calling someone stupid, prove them wrong with examples, statistics, and expert testimony. Let them feel stupid on their own. Second. A false dilemma is when you limit the number of choices, forcing people to choose between two bad options. We either back the blue or defund the police. Well, wait a second. I don't like either one of those options. I'm not going to blindly support all cops when some are clearly corrupt. And I'm not going to completely defund the police when cops obviously serve an important role in our society. That's a false dilemma. Where are the in-between options? Where's the nuance? Why does everything have to be so black and white? Why can't the world be more gray? Third, A hasty generalization is when you use a single instance as the basis for a broader judgment. Just because something happens once doesn't mean that's how it's always going to happen. One person experiencing complications from a vaccine doesn't mean the vaccine is dangerous. Just because you know one Pittsburgh Steelers fan who's a bad person doesn't mean all Steelers fans are bad people. Okay, actually that one is correct. But you usually want to avoid them. Hasty generalizations and Steelers fans. Hasty generalizations lead to prejudices, stereotypes, racism, sexism, etc. Don't let your experience with one person affect your beliefs about an entire group of people. Fourth, the is-ought fallacy is when you assume that because things have always been a certain way, that they should always be a certain way. What's frustrating about this fallacy is that everyone recognizes why it doesn't make sense with some issues, but completely ignores this fallacy with other issues. For example, No one would argue that slavery should still be legal because it used to be legal. Society evolves, things change. No one would argue that women shouldn't be allowed to vote in 2022 simply because they weren't allowed to vote in 1912. What a silly argument. But people do argue that some laws from hundreds of years ago, like the right to bear arms, should still exist today simply because they existed in the past. Well, that's not a good reason. There are plenty of legitimate arguments you can make to own guns. But the Second Amendment isn't a good reason because we can change our laws, just like we have thousands of times as we gather more information and society evolves. Just because something is a certain way or has been a certain way doesn't mean it ought to remain that way. Fifth, the post hoc fallacy is when you assume that A caused B simply because B followed A on the timeline. This happens every time we elect a new president. 
Joe Biden gets elected, gas prices go up, it must be Biden's fault. Well, maybe. Or maybe there are 10 other factors that affect gas prices. If you're going to claim a correlation, you need some evidence. You can't just assume. Sixth, the slippery slope fallacy is suggesting that one action will inevitably begin a chain of events that results in an undesirable outcome. I always used to hear people say things like, if gay marriage is legalized, soon people want to be marrying their horses and toasters. Really? How exactly do you connect those dots? How does one lead to the other? What does one even have to do with the other? Remember those old direct TV commercials with the ridiculous chain of events? When you have cable and can't record all your shows, you feel unhappy. When you feel unhappy, you go to happy hour. When you go to happy hour, you're up for anything. When you're up for anything, you head to a Turkish bathhouse. When you head to a Turkish bathhouse, you meet Charlie Sheen. And when you meet Charlie Sheen, you reenact scenes from Platoon with Charlie Sheen. Don't reenact scenes from Platoon with Charlie Sheen. Get rid of cable and upgrade to DirecTV. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Now that's a slippery slope. But yeah, you definitely shouldn't reenact scenes from Platoon with Charlie Sheen. Finally, the straw man fallacy is when you exaggerate your opponent's position and then attack that fake position. Politicians do this constantly. Most recently, I've heard Republicans argue that Democrats want to legalize abortion right up until birth and even after the child has already been born. This, of course, is absurd. No sane human being wants to legalize killing children after they've been born. It's a straw man argument. My opponent wants to legalize killing babies? That's awful. Yeah, I agree. That would be awful. The problem is you're not describing your actual opponent's position. You've constructed a straw man that you can easily crush in any debate. So you probably recognize all seven of these reasoning fallacies. Maybe you've been a victim of one or two. As a public speaker, we need to reject the lazy shortcuts and give our audiences actual evidence. It makes our speeches better and the world a more sensible place. Okay, that's all for this week. Next week, I'll discuss your speech conclusion. Special thanks to the band Randy for our theme song. Subscribe to Communication Junkie anywhere podcasts are found. Please rate the show while you're there. Positive ratings do help. Follow me on Twitter at FullSteve and at ComJunk. Please share this episode with friends and family if you found it meaningful. As always, thanks so much for listening. Until next week, be good. And it's a communication